Have you been feeling stuck, exhausted, and finding yourself living as a passenger in your own life? By giving away so much of your energy and power to everyone and everything around you. But you? Well, you are not alone. My name is Dr. Valérie Johnston Dugama, osteopath, and I have been there too. After being burned out, exhausted, I decided to take control of my life and get back into my driver's seat. It wasn't easy though, but I did it. And you can do it too. In this podcast, I will share stories, invite guest speakers, and provide insight and tips on how to turn your life around and move back into your driver's seat. My guest, a 26 years old who lives in regional Victoria with her two cats who are like her children. She has experienced severe mental health, like PTSD, major depressive disorder, anxiety disorder. Her mental health and well-being is now her priority. She undertook a study at TEF last year, as well as recently starting her own business with her best friend. She said that even though every day is still a struggle, but now she is on the driver's seat of being the strong woman she is now. In our conversation today, it's about creating your own future, regardless of your past. Thank you and welcome Kim to the Driver's Seat Club. Thanks for having me. I've um, experienced a fair bit of trauma throughout my life and about five years ago I decided to get some proper mental health help and some support to get back in that driver's seat I guess in my life and yeah start overcoming what I've been through and just make a big difference into my life so I can have a better future. Okay so how did you overcome that trauma and uh, mental health? I've been with mental health services for about 13 years but about five years ago I had a really bad relationship breakdown that caused me to develop PTSD, which ended up being complex PTSD in the end. I just sat there one day and I was like, no, it's time that you need to look after yourself. So I got into some good mental health services and got some support around me and just tried to bring that safety back into my life because I think that's the thing I was missing the most, was just feeling safe within myself and my environment. How has the trauma transforming your life? Like, how is it uh, showing, like, for you to say, okay, I really need to do something about it? And it was affecting everything, like my physical, my emotional, even my cognitive function. I got to a point where I couldn't read a clock anymore. Time wasn't making sense to me. I developed dyslexia. I couldn't walk much. I was just emotional all the time. I was crying. I was angry. I was scared. I couldn't leave my house. I developed something called agoraphobia, which means I can't go to the shops by myself. And yeah, I just became like a sheltered, hidden person that was just scared to live in the world. How long did it last for before you start to take action? It's lasted only a few months before I realized I needed some help because I'm one of those people, if I don't feel comfortable with something, I want to make sure I do something to make myself feel comfortable. So I identified it pretty quickly, but it was a long journey to try and get to that point. And I'm still on that journey and still have my struggles every day, but definitely getting a lot better. And how was the journey for you when you started to take care of yourself and to take actions? Just explore what it means like for you. It was hard because I think growing up, I was always told I wasn't that important. 
and I really had to put myself first and foremost and look after my emotional needs and my well-being and everything. So it was really hard to put myself in that seat and prioritize myself, I guess, and do the things that I need to and give myself permission to have those bad days and have those good days and celebrate those small wins. How long did it take you to start to achieve that, to start to put yourself first and be okay with what you were doing? And <laughs> Still something I'm learning today, I think, but it took a good couple of years, I think, to finally get in the habit of doing it and be around people who encourage that. I think that was the biggest thing, having people around me who encourage that of me. And it's going to be a forever journey, I think, but I'm definitely... Yeah, I would say maybe two to three years it took. And you did say that you seek some professional help. Can you take me through what it looked like for you? So I see a psychologist, a psychiatrist. My GP has been really amazing as well. So I've been using medication, but also talk therapy. I now get help with the NDIS for mental health. I've got some support workers and stuff like that. So I've got a really good range of people around me to help me. So. And do you have as well family support around you? I actually don't have any family, so no. It was a hard decision to not let them be in my life, but I have a really good best friend who's become like family to me and their family's been really supportive, so I'm really lucky to have them. Thank you for sharing that because I know it's not always easy when you have to break away from your family. That can be a challenge. Yeah, it was a challenge. I speak to my littlest brother and he's going through the same thing, so I'm glad I've got his support, but... We have such a large family. It's been very hard to see that that's not the way I always imagined it would be, but that's okay. I've got my own family now, so. Yes, that makes sense. And tell me about what you're doing now, you know, after these five years you've been working on yourself, really trying to be in that driver's seat. And as you said, it's a journey. What are you doing in your life at the moment? So I've started a TAFE course and I'm studying child youth and family intervention so it's working with children within the system in foster care and community services to help people who have been through trauma and that's the plan is to eventually work with children who have been through trauma and I also run a small business we make care packages for people with mental illness. Wow that's amazing and how long since you have this business? We started in January actually so it's very new. And how are you doing with it? It's good like mental health is still such a taboo subject so I think a lot of people don't want to talk about it still but that's why we're doing it to all we care about is helping people at the end of the day and if we can help a small amount of people that's more than anything to me like I'm so happy that we have helped people so I think it's going well. That's fantastic and what is in the package so describe me if you have to send it to someone what does it include? So it's got different mental health resources so um, like coloring in books it's got like candles and fidget toys lots and lots of different fidget toys we've got We've got this thing called strategy cards, which have got different strategies you can use when you're feeling a bit anxious. So you just flick through the cards to find something. But yeah, we've got six different boxes and each box has different things in it that help with for different reasons. So it's really awesome. And do you have a good team working with you when you created that business? I work with my best friend. So we do it together. And yeah, it's been really nice doing it with him and putting our visions together. And it's really rewarding. Oh, that's so, so great. Just tell me about the future for you, like uh, what it looks like. I hope someday to be healthier and have a better well-being mentally and also physically, to live my life a bit more independently. I'd like to have a good career where I can help people and give back, but also just can't wait to be a mum someday and really create my own family and yeah. So you said your health as well. So have you been able to take off better of your health? Because I know that a lot of people when they have mental health, it's not always easy. You need to focus on getting better first and then 
taking care of your health. So how have you been managing all of that together? Yeah, having really consistent support and working with really great people's helped taking my medication regularly and just making sure that, you know, I show up to my appointments every week and I give my all. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out very well and I have my bad weeks, but yeah, just that consistency and building that trusting relationships with the people around me. So that's so interesting because you said that you started TAFE as well. Remind me again what you're learning and how much longer so you have to go. So we started in July last year and I'll finish at the end of this year. And it's called Child Youth and Family Intervention. So it's working with children who've been put into the foster care system or families who need some extra support. And yeah, working with children who have experienced trauma or abuse. So it's really interesting because it's stuff I've experienced. You know, I'm able to give back and use my knowledge to help these children. So it's been really great being around like-minded people at TAFE as well. And with your own experience, what have you been able to give these children from your background? Just that support and to let them know that they've got someone and someone believes them. I think that's the thing I struggled with most is growing up, I didn't have someone to believe me or validate me and just support me and be there and build that safety with me. But with my career and because I used to work in childcare as well, I'm able to identify when a child needs some extra help and I'm able to support them. And I hope that with my future career that I'll be able to help families be able to support their children better when they've been through things and have that child know that they've got somewhere safe to go and someone believes them and someone validates them. Wow, that's so amazing, Kim. Thank you so much for sharing that. Anyone that can listen and they may feel, you know, like they don't have the family support, but they just feel a bit um, not too good mentally, what could you say? It's okay if your family isn't what you thought they were. I know that Everyone thinks a family is, you know, two parents who love and care about you, but sometimes it's not like that. And it sucks, but you can make your own family and you would definitely are not alone. There are people who are going to support you and who are going to love you. Sometimes it's just not the typical what you read on the news and what you see in the books. It's, you know, my cats are my family and my best friends, my family, anything can be a family. So don't be afraid to utilize the other supports you have and yeah, make your own family and make your own safety. Wow, that's amazing advice. And uh, with the professional support, was it difficult? You did say that you have a very good GP, but finding the other support, was it difficult to find the right person to work with you? Because a lot of other people that have interviewed, they said that one of the key is really to find the people that you feel comfortable to work with. Has it been a challenge for you to find these people? Yeah, it has. It's been very challenging. I think I've It's been 13 years since I started working with myself with my mental health and I think I've seen over 30 psychologists in that time and at least 20 psychiatrists and it's very hard to find someone that you work well with and that someone that understands you and people leave. That's the other thing I think is the problem. Like a lot of people move away or things happen and I've moved away. So building that relationship takes time and you've got to find someone that you work well with. So I've got a really amazing psychologist at the moment It took me six months of research to find her. And yeah, we get along very well. We see each other consistently and it's been really good to bring up that relationship together. I feel very supported by her and it's been hard, but it's very good that they are out there. It takes time to find the right one. So Yes, that's amazing because this is something that came up so often since I've been interviewing people. For example, what would be the experience if you go and see someone and it doesn't work out, how would you know it? I think you can tell in yourself if you feel like you don't want to go back. 
if you walk away feeling worse than when you walked in, if you feel anxious before you go, you don't progress as well. So it's very hard to say no. I didn't know for a long time I was allowed to say this isn't working, but it's really important to know you're the one that's going to therapy. You're the one that needs to work well with that person. If you don't, it's not going to work and you're wasting your money and time. You need to be working someone that is going to work with you. But I think it's just identifying how you feel before and after it and if you want to keep going and then if you do want to keep going and you do enjoy it, like I feel better when I walk out of my psychology appointments, I feel so refreshed and I can walk away leaving all my, you know, issues in that room and I can walk away and just live my life throughout the rest of the day and not have to worry about it. But I've been in some psychology sessions where I've walked away and felt worse and wanted to go home and just cry in the corner. And then it was like, okay, I need to walk away from this person. Well, it's amazing that you say that because uh, it's good to be able to say, you know what, it's hard to find the right person. Because some people, they just don't know how to identify that this person is not for me because they're not necessarily in touch with their feeling. And the fact that even you say it took you a long time to get the confidence to say, no, this person is not right for me. How long did it take you? Oh, probably last year, I finally realized. So it's been like over 10 years of realizing. So it's taken a while and I still feel bad because, you know, it's hard when you're working with someone, you don't want to say no. It's like breaking up with someone almost sometimes especially if you've been working with them for a while. But at the end of the day, you don't want to make yourself more anxious and give yourself more reason to be upset. So it's definitely not an easy journey, but it's worthwhile working with good people because I have such a great support system now and I wish I'd known this years ago. It's a good turnaround, even though it took you that long, but you're there now. So that's the most important. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's really important to work with good people that make you feel better at the end of the day. Yes, that's so amazing. and. Um... Anything else that you would like to add from your own experience? Just that I know people say it's going to get better, and it does. Mental health, especially someone who's experienced trauma, it is like a roller coaster. It's up and down and around and spins around, goes faster and slower, and there are good times, but there are going to be bad times. But as long as you've got a good support system around you and you're willing to do the work, life will be worth living and it will get better and it'll be a lot easier and you can overcome this trauma. Wow, that's amazing. It's so, so good that you say that because uh, it's not a quick fix and some people may feel okay, but it's just so individual, as you said, and each person, it takes however long that you need, but it can go up and down. And that's important for people to understand that. And it can get better for a little bit, but then it can also, you know, you might have to go back to therapy eventually and, you know, you might be back on that roller coaster. It's not the way they make it look like in the movies and everything. It doesn't take like two months of therapy and then you're all better. It can take, you know, years and years and then you might be okay for a while then you might have to go back again. And that's more than okay. What you need to remember is you're the one living with you and you need to be comfortable and you need to be supported and you need to do what's best for you. Wow, that's amazing. What a way to end. I'm so happy that you are back into the driver's seat of your own life, especially for the mental health and the trauma that you had before. So um, thank you so much, Kim, for being part of the driver's seat club today. I really appreciated your time and your story. Very amazing. Norris, thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned and subscribe to the driver's seat club. Until next time, have a powerful day.